We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hell yeah, let's go. Good morning. Good morning. Thursday morning, February 16th. Keith McPherson on the fan. And I just made Marco stay in here with me because he's also wearing a Yankees hat. Just like Brian McKeon was wearing a Yankees hat. I don't have a Yankees hat on tonight, but it's always on me. And, uh, of course, I have to ask Marco a couple things about the Yankees because I know he follows the team and I know he knows what's good and I know he's seen over the years how we've gotten here. And you guys always hear me talk about the Yankees and I say things like, who you mad at, right? There's a lot of blame to go around and... I also say that they die hard on their trades and their contracts and their prospects. So we were just talking about how did we get here with Frankie Montas. So let's go back. It's the same conversation, Marco, we just had. With Frankie Montas, right, how do how do we even end up getting Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino? Simply because they don't want to go all in. They go bargain basement. They go that route instead of getting Luis Castillo. Oh, Refuse yeah. to give up all your prospects. Give up very little and get the second or third best player on the market. He's garbage when he's healthy, and now he's not healthy anymore. They had to pivot, and instead of going top shelf, right, you get what you pay for, they pivot, and what do I also always say? Cashman loves to hit that bargain bin clearance rack. He's always looking to finesse and get some kind of discount. Well, you get what you pay for, and we paid a price where J.P. Sears, I remember people calling in from South Carolina that knew J.P. Sears coming out of there, and uh, the couple nights that he pitched for the Yankees, I thought he was pretty good for a young guy mm-hmm. holding it down. Ken Waldachuk, I already said tonight, he represented the Yankees out there in L.A. He is a top prospect that I was thinking, hey, we're going to see him soon. And even Luis Medina, he throws the ball hard, but he's a little wild. And he was getting there. He was getting there. He was getting there. And I know people are saying, oh, these guys, we don't know prospects are suspect. But I'm telling you, you can see J.P. Sears in that rotation for the A's this year. You'll probably see Ken Waldachuk. And you're not going to see Frankie Montas. You'll see Lou Trevino, but that's an L trade for Cashman. What's up with the prospects, though, right? What's up with trading these guys or not trading these guys? And now we're, we're getting back to what we were also talking about with, like, okay, Volpe, Peraza. I get it. If they're in the deal for Castillo, it's a deal breaker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why is there always a guy that's a, a deal breaker like Estevan Florial? Yeah, and that's what we were talking about. I mean... For five years, six, seven years, it feels like forever. We heard Florial untouchable. That's not a guy. That's the Yankee center field of the future. Florial cannot be used in any deal. You heard that for years when he got hurt at home plate. He's a gazelle. He's so athletic. Yeah, you just, this is a guy you got to wait for him to come back. He can't get moved. That's fine. 
You wanted to hold on to him. You didn't play him ever. Every time you had an opportunity to play him, you sent him back down to the minors within three days. You never gave the kid a chance to either play or trade him to have value. Now what happens? He's got no value, and he's got no options. Oh, so, so you sent him back and forth a bunch of times, so, and he's out of options. And now he's also looked at as an option for left field. Why? Because you don't want to cut him for nothing. You can trade him for nothing because he's got no value. And now all of a sudden, he's your best option because the Yankees know Aaron Hicks on opening day is not really the option unless he gets 700 in the spring because no Yankee fan wants to see it. So now they're going to try to sell you. Wait for this in a month. They're going to sell you Estevan Florial as the young kid playing left field. Let's give him a shot. You wanted to see him. Here he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reality is he has no options. He has no value. But we don't know what else to do. And we didn't feel like you know fixing this in the offseason. So now we got Aaron Hicks and Florial. Out of hell with it. Let's try Florial because at least he's not Aaron Hicks. That's the option. And I think they're going to default into that. You can't put Hicks out there on opening day. He's literally going to get booed. And that's the scene of the crime from when we saw him out there on Derek Jeter night. And this is what the Yankees do. They're going to package it up and tell you, oh, yeah, this guy's young because he's 25. But if you're a Yankees fan, you have literally seen this young man in spring training the last five, six years. And see, more importantly to me, though, they've also showed you that they have no confidence in him. If they wanted to play him, they could have played him. There were holes in the outfield for years. There was always a spot. There was always some sort of patchwork they were trying Ryan to figure Lamar, out. Lamar, Trey Sweeney, always, Tim LaCastro, always, Mike Talkman. Always. And Florial was always <laughs> sitting there, and they never went to him, which showed you that they never had any confidence in him, which is fine because they didn't want to devalue him when they put him out there and he showed holes in his game. Then if that's the case, then you have to trade him when he actually had value. Too late. Miguel Andujar, too late. Clint Frazier, too late. The Yankees do this way too often. It's smart to pump up your prospects so that either you play them or you trade them. But you cannot hold them until they're out of options, they have no value, and then you're stuck. And they've done this with too many guys that they've held on to with the death grip, and then they don't, don't actually play them. And that's that's a problem. You got to do one or the other. You either got to roll the dice and say, you know what, Oswald Peraza, you're our shortstop. Yeah, the hell with it. Let's roll it out there. Let's see what you got because we're gonna we we believe in you. And now's the it's time. Time. Yep. It's either that or you trade him, but you can't hold him for four years and tell everybody he's the future. When's the future come? What about Glaber Torres? See, at least Glaber, they put him out there. They put him out there from the no, time I'm they got. No, I'm ready to trade Glaber and yeah. put Volpe at second. Well. <laughs> Again, I look, Glaber Torres is kind of a, a tough one for me. I still feel like the Yankees were a bigger problem where they screwed him up by putting him at short and messed up two years of his career. Now, I blame him for not being able to pull that in and rein that in a little bit. But now you either have to let him go and be the second baseman or you have to trade him. But I don't want to – for me, if the Yankees, I can't just give him away. He's still got value. He's not the 38-homer guy he was you know, three or four years ago, but he's not a bad player. He's a he's a good player. He's not a great player. And that's either you got to swallow that or you got to move on. And the Yankees don't want to move on because they don't know what to do with is LeMahieu truly healthy? Mm-hmm. What's Donaldson? I mean, Connor Falefa to me has to get moved in the spring because you can't bring him back for next year. So like, what do they do? They've got a log jam of guys that they don't know who they want, and who they don't want, and they never fixed it and they're going into spring training with it. It's going to be a fun month of February into March and uh competition, iron sharpens iron. Let's go, Yankees. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Marco Belletti. And uh, 877-337-6666 is the number for you Yankees fans to dial and weigh in. Who you mad at? Cashman today? I get it, right? Because Cashman is the guy behind 
all of these trades. And I was just talking to Brian McKeon, and we talked about it's a trade. There are 29 teams in the New York Yankees. The Yankees racked up 27 World Series. None of these 29 teams want to trade and help the Yankees get back to the World Series and win 28. If you remember with Glaber Torres, I think in like 2019, they were saying they were getting a bunch of calls about Glaber, young Glaber, who burst on the scene, was heralded as a prodigy. He was the MVP of the Arizona Fall League in, I think, 2017 or 2018. And they were saying that they were hanging up the phone on those calls for Glaber Torres. So instead, Yankees fans have seen him have some clutch moments, some home runs here and there. But ultimately, you saw the Yankees try and force him into the shortstop position. The kid's not a shortstop. He couldn't play. So then they had to cater to him and move him to second base when you already had DJ LeMayu, a gold-glove second baseman. DJ gets hurt, whatever. It works out that Glaber is there. But then they bring in IKF, and I don't know, folks. I'm over Glaber. I just have seen too much of the puppy dog look of like, Oh, I made an error. Oh, I made a bad throw. Oh, all right. I'm going to try and make up for it at the plate. I'm going to swing for the fences, strikeout. Or, oh, I got on base, and now I'm going to try and steal second, third, and home. I I need more discipline. I can't have lackadaisical players. I can't have guys out there that look like deer in headlights when they make a mistake. Lock in. You're not going to win a World Series unless you lock in. And that's from top to bottom. That's from the organization, right, the Yankees brass being all in on their trades and all in on their prospects and who they're calling up and what they're doing, right? You know, I think about the Astros, and everybody talks about the Astros as being in the way of the Yankees, but they don't make some of these stupid moves and stupid mistakes, right? I, I went back to thinking about what who the Yan- uh, uh, trade deadline. The, the trade deadline, if you are a team like the Yankees last year that was being compared to the greatest teams in Yankee history, a team that... They were saying was going to win 110 games at the deadline. The Yankees limped into the deadline, but you're supposed to make the moves at the deadline to shore you up, to make sure you win over 100 games, make sure you win the division, make sure you make a run to the World Series. They didn't necessarily do that. Frankie Montas was not good. Lou Trevino was mid. And, like, you gave up young, talented arms for that guy. You pivoted. You should have gotten Luis Castillo. But you didn't want to pay the ransom. So then you say, oh, we got to get someone else because you were trading Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader to fix another problem. Aaron Hicks, who you traded for and gave seven years, 70 million. He's not good enough. So you have to trade for damaged goods that can't even play right away. And obviously Harrison Bader had a great postseason, but like we can't expect him to be that moving forward. He's going to be a a spark plug. He's going to be good on the base pass. He's going to hit a little bit. And of course he's going to defend, but it's like you make, you're making all of these moves to make up for other moves and other mistakes. And I look at the Astros and I, I, I just went back and I look, I'm like, okay, they traded for Trey Mancini last year as a reinforcement. They traded for Christian Javier as a reinforcement for their already stacked team, not Christian Javier. Um, Christian Javier is, is their pitcher that they need to pay. Um, Christian Vasquez. Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox. And those guys come up clutch for you in the World Series. I think Christian Vasquez was the catcher that caught the perfect game in the World Series. And then Trey Mancini made that big play uh, for the last out of the inning in Game 5 when Schwarber hit the ball down the first baseline. Like that, Those are good deals. Those are good moves. 
And those guys have gone on and gone elsewhere, but they came up big and uh, they were worth the move that the Astros made. Like, how come the Astros figure out how to develop talent like a Jeremy Pena? And yes, I know the kid's whole story. Like, he went to Maine. He wasn't just coming out of, out of nowhere. He, like, he was a little bit older as a rookie. But they've also put guys into the fold like Cole Tucker. And uh, they've got their core guys. They've lost guys like George Springer, like Carlos Correa, like Garrett Cole. And they're still back in the American League Championship, still back in the World Series, and just won a World Series where now no one can say they have a fraudulent asterisk World Series. They're the reigning world champs, and they're going to be good again. They'll figure out how to get by without Justin Verlander for sure. What are the Yankees going to figure out? What are the Yankees going to do so that they can hit in October? The lineup is pretty much the same. And we go back to these stupid trades, right? You have Josh Donaldson at third base. And we're forced to just pray that this guy is better this year, that this guy hustles this year, that this guy's not a distraction this year. You just heard Marco talking about how, hey, if if Florial balls out in spring training, he's your left fielder because they know that Hicks can't be the starter. He's going to literally get booed. He's going to be heckled by all these kids that sit in the uh, left field bleachers. And that's going to get in his head, and that's going to lead to errors and him striking out and uh, leaving runners on base. We've seen it. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same things and expecting different results. They're running it back, essentially. Carlos Rodon, Tommy Canely, cool. But it's going to be pretty much the same lineup. We'll get a full year of Harrison Bader that's different. You got to prey on DJ LeMayu being healthy, and he's the odd man out. He doesn't have a starting job. IKF, I'm good on. And I think you guys know I'm good on IKF. I've been, like, I don't know why that was the apple of Cashman's eye. In the last two years, we've seen generational shortstops get signed and moved and, you know, go from city to city. And they passed on them, on those guys for two guys that we have in Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe. They both can't play shortstop. And now it's time to see them play. I think it's Peraza's job to win or lose. He's got to beat out IKF, and I think he can. And Volpe, I just am sure that they're even if they're, they're telling you he's got a chance to win the job in the spring, they're going to start him in AAA. They're going to give him some more seasoning, some more AAA at-bats. And we hope for the best. You got Rizzo at first, Glaber at second. Hopefully it's Peraza at short. We got to deal with Josh Donaldson at third, but not every day, especially if he's hot-dogging and and costing us outs and and, uh, runners on base. Then you'll see DJ at third. DJ, pray on his toe is healed up and that he doesn't have some other random injury. I believe DJ is going on 33. He's getting up there in age. He's not the same guy he was when he was hungry and first coming here and trying to prove himself. Obviously, Aaron Judge is in right field, but Judge is not going to duplicate what he did last year. And don't boo that man if he slumps. (laughs) He's not going to be able to hit 62 home runs. He's not going to be able to hit 52 home runs. If he can hit 42 home runs, great. If he can produce another 100-plus RBI, great. Harrison Bader, I think, is going to be a good center fielder defensively. But I'm not expecting him to hit home runs like he hit in October. And then left field, which has been a bottomless pit for the New York Yankees. It's Aaron Hicks or Estevan Florial or one of these minor league you know, camp invites, Rafael Ortega, Willie Calhoun, Billy McKinney. Man, Billy McKinney's name came up today as I was looking at stuff. J-Hap, that J-Hap trade. <laughs> that J Hap trade. When you go back and look at the Yankees trading uh for J Hap, the Yankees traded away Billy McKinney, he's back, and Brandon Drury. 
look at Brandon Drury now. He had a great year last year. Wonder if he could have become that still as a Yankee. Probably not. He needed to leave and go to a couple different places. I think he went to Toronto, obviously, in that deal. And then he, I think he went somewhere else. And then he ended up in Cincinnati, in San Diego. And I'm not even sure where he signed um, this offseason. But, yeah, those guys were traded for, oh, he's with the Los Angeles Angels. Hmm. Angels trying to keep Shohei Otani there. You heard Mike Trout today. I'm going to do everything I can to keep Shohei here. Well, let's start with you being available and playing and leading the team to the postseason. That's the whole thing with Shohei last year. The guy's a competitor, and he pitches and hits. He carries the team. He's trying to win. We've seen what he's done against the Yankees. He can, he can literally change the game and won it back. He can change the game on the mound. He wants to win. Can't wait for baseball. 877-337-6666. Let's get to Lou and Astoria. He's been waiting for a while. Sorry about it, Lou. You're on. Lou, I know you. taking the call. Yeah, I'm about to say, I know you're there. I can't hear you, but I know you're there. You've been waiting for an hour. Yeah, let me correct myself. Uh, the other night I said that LeBron James is there. Is it broke the record for three pointer? No, I didn't mean that. I said because of the three point rule, he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record before I go to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify that, okay? Yeah, That's I think I, 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 I cleared it up. It for was you. my fault. It was my fault. It's all good. We knew. What, we we knew what you meant. We knew what you meant. Okay, very good, very good. Anyway, on Cashman, let me tell you something. This guy Montag and Gary Cole, and I remember when he brought in uh, Randy Johnson. Uh, First of all, Montag is a type. I want you to check this out because I'm pretty sure when he was good with the A's, he got suspended for PED. Okay. Now with Gary Cole, you know he was a cheater when when he was with Houston. Mm-hmm. And if you do your homework and you want to find out that the reason why you gave him at the time was one of the best pitchers in baseball, that kind of money was because of the spider attack. Okay. But you know what? This guy for some reason. I don't know who he listens to, but you're right. And you, you, right now, even with a prospect, I want to see Jason Dominguez go to the spring training and show me that he belongs in the major leagues. Okay? I want him to be the left fielder. He just turned 21 and, last week, right? Exactly. No more excuses. He's 18, that he's a baby, that he has a pacifier in his mouth. I don't want to hear it. Oh, he just the turned guy, 20 last week. I think 20, not, not 21, 20. I think he's 20. Yeah, he's, he turned he's, he 20 on out. February 7th. He's young. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to see Jason Dominguez there, okay, and give him a shot. I'm sick and tired of you waiting because, you know what? If you, if you don't if you don't want to start him, then why didn't you trade him? Like you said, you would have had Luis Castillo. I remember what they did to this guy, uh, Luis Gill, okay? He came mm-hmm. into the, uh, to the Yankees and had three stars, and he dominated. And they kept sending him down. Yep. And ruined his career. Now he's... Now he's washed out, you know? I'm tired of that. Listen. I hope he comes went, back this year. I'm glad you mentioned his name. He he had a presence about him. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Yankees ruined him and De- Davey Garcia. When these young guys get a little taste of the show, you you got to be careful with just saying, all right, you're back in Scranton, you know, exactly. sending them he down. Thinks a, he, think, he thinks it's a yo, you're going, you know, going back and forward, the same thing what they did to, to, to the, the, the Jets quarterback, the way they did it, everybody wanting a T-shirt. Mental, mental, you know, there was Yogi Bear was this. The game is 99% mental. Physical is like a couple of percent. You know, whatever. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Cashman's been there too long. 
He had sixty percent of the I mean, time. It works every time. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But you know, <laughs> it, it, I, I I like when uh, Yogi Bear says I'm lost, but I'm making good time. That's some of the crazy things that Yogiism. Yogi's the best. This is a guy, Keith. This is the guy that struck out in a season twelve times. Okay, when today Cashman don't know how to goddamn tell the, the the farm system. Listen, I want contact. I want contact, just like Glebo Torres was. When he was in the minor league, that he hit 15 home runs and hit a 300. It's, it, listen, I'm sick and tired. It's been too long, and I believe that the reason why he's successful is because of the money that he got, and and he's he, it's been put in a good situation. Where we already went through this with Watson, you know, uh, Showalter, and Stig Michael. They gave him the situation for him to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to this, Joe Torres. Okay, Joe Torres never won at any level. In his career, he came to the Yankees and he became a Hall of Famer. Okay, me and you could have could have managed that team. I'm sick and tired of this guy because it's been too long. Thank you for your service, you know. And I'm serious, seriously, uh, Keith, we have to move on. No, he's got guy. a four year extension. I mean, now he got <laughs> he's got a four. He's got a four year extension. Cash is here till 2027. I that, but listen, so what? So what? You can get rid of the guy. I mean, just there right now. I guarantee you. The reason why Jason Dominguez was mentioned is because Minaya, who's a Dominican, okay, told him, listen, this kid got talent. Let's give him a shot. Otherwise, he would have waited another two years. The guy has a mustache, gray hair, and then he brings him in. It's, it's too late. So, listen, even when he won the championship in 2009, the only one that he's responsible for, he did not want Alex Rodriguez, which you don't like either, but I'm saying it, okay? And he didn't want him in the team. And George Steinbrenner, Went over his head like he did with George, the, the, the owner, and signed Alex Rodriguez. And the Yankees, with the guy that was most hated in the world, brought in 40 million people, 40 million fans to the stadium. And he's the most hated player in the world. Take care, Jack Keith. Thanks for the call, Lou. I got no problem with A-Rod. I'm not one of those Yankees fans that hate A-Rod. I hated the rest of baseball for how hard they went at A-Rod and like throwing at A-Rod and making him uh, out to be a villain after he served a year-long suspension. And all of these guys did PED. We're going to go down uh, <laughs> on a tangent, down a rabbit hole, a bunch of other things. Yogi Bear's quote is, baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. And what else did uh, Lou mention? With Jason Dominguez, the Martian, we knew of this kid four years ago at 16, 17 years old. Videos of him hitting bombs. Videos of him looking like a Martian. That's a kid? That That's a kid under 18? Looks like a fullback. Let's see it. He's got the invite to spring training. I'm not going to spring training this year. And I'm not going to lie. I'm tight about it. Oh, I do want to go, but I can't go. So that's a whole other story. But yeah, let's see it. I think now is the time. You have a captain in Aaron Judge, who's the face of baseball. You have veterans like... Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton, DJ LeMayu. These guys are decorated. They have World Series rings. They have MVPs. Josh Donaldson has an MVP. They have batting titles. DJ LeMayu has a batting title in both leagues. It's time. And then you've got young guys. Harrison Bader is young, but he's not young like the young guys that we expect to see. Peraza, Volpe, and even some of the young arms, some of the young pitchers. I mean, maybe Clark Schmidt gets a chance to compete for that fifth spot. Ron Marinasio, I mentioned, 
He'll be back in that bullpen. Michael King seems like he's ready to go. It's time. Let the young Yankees come in, right? The baby bomber era is over. Who are the only two successful baby bombers? Judge and Seve? What happened to the rest of those guys? I guess if you put Glaber in that group, but I, I really think they're going to end up trading Glaber. There's just not enough room. If Volpe comes into spring training and he's smacking the ball around, I'll tell you this about everything I've seen from, from Volpe. Baseball's not hard for him. He's a baseball player, a natural. He's got great parents. Shout out to Michael and his mother. I mean, I got to meet them. I got to talk to Volpe. I think I met Volpe during the ALDS, and the kid wouldn't sit down. He's looking at the field, and, you know, he's obviously smiling and talking to people and being nice, but he wanted to be out there. His dream has been to play for the New York Yankees. He's this close. You all heard the story Michael K. shared about his dad telling him, yeah, I told him to relax after the season, take some time off. The next morning, I hear the, the garage open at 5 a.m. He's gone. I call him, hey, where are you going? I'm going to train. Cashman reached out to me, Dad. He said, I have a chance to be the starting shortstop for the Yankees this year. It's an open competition. I'm going to work out. Rest when I'm dead. And that might be when the Yankees win 28, <laughs> when I'm long gone. It's been 13 going on 14 years. Now is the time. Frankie Montas doesn't change any prospects for this team. But this better be the year that if the Yankees get off to a hot start like they did last year, right, a historic start like they did last year, and they don't collapse and they don't limp into the deadline and cash goes all in to shore up the team to make sure they are a juggernaut. Because you know the Astros will be crossing their T's and dotting their I's and making sure they're right back there. And they have the confidence, of, oh, yo, we just did it without the trash cans. What now? Coming up real soon. I got a break here. It's 1230. We're in the uh, halfway point of the 12 o'clock hour, so that means I've got 90 minutes left. I've now stirred the pot all the way for the Yankees universe. We've got Yankees fans on hold, but we're still talking about the Knicks. I saw a little crossover here. Josh Hart, right? Josh Hart said that his rebounding skills come from playing baseball and tracking down fly balls in the outfield. And uh, I thought that was cool. And I think it was four trained savages on Twitter and also Instagram put out a side-by-side of him with Yankees legend catcher Elston Howard, who coincidentally is Josh Hart's great uncle. Would you look at that? New York, New York. Keith McPherson on the fan in New York. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Mic check, one, two, here we go, right back at it on the fan. KM to 2 AM. Good morning again. Make that six wins in a row for your New York Rangers. They defeat the Canucks 6-4, and they keep on rolling. Arteri Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Keandre Miller. I'm looking at the stars of the game right now. Two goals for Panarin, two goals for Zibanejad, and a goal for Miller. I mean, Rangers fans, feel free to call me up and tell me how you feel. How you feel about your team. We got one call from an Islanders fan. It's wide open for Rangers fans to weigh in on their team, how they're feeling. They're rolling. I mean, I'm really hoping that we do somehow get this matchup. How great would it be, right, if we somehow get a Rangers-Devils playoff matchup and Knicks-Nets? I think we'll take that. I think we'll take that. That's the closest we're going to get to a championship anytime soon. I know, I know, maybe the Mets win. I know, you know, every year they think the Yankees are going to win. But we're in a drought. I saw Kansas City partying today. And it looked super mid, lame, weak. Kansas City, Missouri was gray. And they got a bunch of farm people out there. I was like, when can we do this here? When can we win here? I bet you the New York Liberty pull it off. (laughs) Uh, Brianna Stewart and uh, Sabrina Ionescu and John Quell Jones. I don't even know how to pronounce their names. I'm about to get into the New York Liberty because they're the likely favorites to bring a title back to this great city. And we're obviously talking about the Yankees and we're talking about the Mets. And I think that they have a good shot, but uh, I just, you know, with Cashman and all the moves that he's made that have gone wrong and Steve Cohen with all the moves that he's made, he's trying to make it happen. I don't know. I don't know who gets there first. I think last night I said the Mets probably beat the Yankees to it. Maybe they don't win a World Series, but I think they could beat the Yankees as far as getting back to a World Series. The NL East seems to be taking their turn, right? Phillies, Braves, Nationals all in the last few years. Come up Mets this year. If that rotation stays as we think it is on paper, if they hit this year and they don't fall out of it late, if the bullpen holds up, why not? And on the Yankees side, man, I just like, I don't know, I'm discouraged about the Yankees. I I, I'm, I'm not high on the team right now. I think it's the same team, essentially. Might be a little bit better pitching-wise. But, you know, with Frankie Montas today, I said this doesn't derail any of the Yankees' plans. But you got to think of it like this. Every year, guys go down. Every year, guys get hurt. Somebody in this rotation is going to get hurt. Might be two guys at the same time. Then what? Then you're relying on Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt. And it could get a little weird. And it's 162 games. Major League Baseball told you that they don't care about 162 games. Why? Because they unanimously voted for Manfred's man on second to stay for regular season games, but not in the postseason. No, we we take those games serious. Take all the games serious. It's 162 one-game seasons. Yankees fans, we live and die with every game. The Yankees lose on opening day. It's going to be bad out here, especially because we have that built-in off day. we got to deal with that for two days. Keep McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Call me up. Tom is up in the Bronx. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's going on? It's always a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, so I want to talk about Cashman a little bit. Uh, he's so down. Uh, a wreck, you know? You're breaking up a, a little bit. I don't know passion. if you're driving. I don't know if, uh, if you're in a bad area, but oh, I, I didn't catch what you just said. You got me? 
I think so now. Go for it. All right. So just want to talk about Cashman a little bit. I know that it's easy to get, like, irrational and crazy this early in the season. Last year we thought we'd be in fourth place. And now everybody wants to say, how do we get better? I mean, I don't know if you can get better in May, in June of last year. That was phenomenal. Um, but I do think that Cashman has put himself around that I know he brought in as, like, consigliaries or whatever you want to call it. So Brian like Sabian, Omar Minaya, some uh, veteran guys that have been elsewhere to kind of help around the margins and decision-making. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you, but you're still breaking up a little bit. Go for it. Try and get your uh, last thought in. No, that's all. That's all really it is. Uh, I really like that uh, Elton Hatton. All right, we're done. Um, I, I tried. I don't know. I tried. I, I try to give people their time. I want people to call in and converse. I'm a solo host. I don't have a co-host to bounce this off. Hey, Evan. Hey, Craig. I don't have, you know, don't have that. And I don't have calls. So now I will lay out. And that's perfectly fine. With the Yankees, I will say this, right? No, Nobody knows anything. And I say that about sports all the time. That's what I love about sports. When people ask me, like, you know, if I watch movies or if I watch Netflix. No, I don't watch streaming shows or fake shows. I watch sports every day, and nothing keeps my attention more than live sports. Why? Because they are real movies. They are real-life movies playing out, and nobody knows what's going to happen. Oh, the Eagles are stacked. The Eagles have the best team on paper. The Eagle Yeah, well, I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I just think they have the best quarterback and the best coach, and they'll be outcoached in the big game. They have more experience. Nobody knows. And with the Yankees, nobody knew last year. I know a lot of folks were saying they were going to be a fourth-place team. I never said that. Uh, even after the whole Donaldson-IKF trade, on, and I was confused and wasn't sure what the reason for that was besides getting rid of Gary Sanchez. But I never thought that the New York Yankees were going to finish fourth. Behind who? Tampa? The Red Sox? The Blue Jays? No. And this year, when I, when I say that I, I'm not high on the team... When I say that I'm not that confident on the team, I still expect them to win the division. I still expect them to win over 90 games. I still expect them to be good. They're the Yankees. But I'm not high on the team to say, yeah, yeah, this is a team that can win a World Series. Yep, I believe 28 is coming. They got to make me believe. They need a ton to go right. Injuries are going to happen. Look at today or yesterday. Pitchers and catchers report. Oh, Frankie Montas is out for the year. That's why before I said I have a bone to pick with this medical staff. Remember 2019? 2019, I came up with the hashtag replace for 28. Now it seems like they don't even use chase for 28 because we've been chasing for 13 years, going on 14. Next thing you know, it's 15, 20. But I came up with replace for 28 because there were so many replacement players. There were so many guys replacing guys in the lineup and in the field. And we've already talked about Gio Urshela and... Mike Talkman, guys like that, like Bravik Valera was playing and Tyler Wade, and uh, you were relying on on backups, guys you never heard of, to come in and do the job, to hold it down, and they did. I was highest on Boone in 2019 because I'm like, this guy is going in there and motivating them every day. They don't have all of their players. Guys are hurt, and these no-name guys are stepping up and making plays and getting it done. And then they go on to win the division. And it was the first time they had won the division in seven years. And they do get to the ALCS. And they lose in six games to who? 
The Houston Astros, who I still believe were cheating. I, I, I think there was some there was something under Altuve's shirt. I don't care who you talk to, buzzer, whatever. I don't know if it was a buzzer, but it was just super weird that he didn't want his shirt to come off. And also super weird that he was right on that pitch. And Chapman sucks anyway. That's what I'm most excited about, Yankees fans. We don't have to sweat through any Chapman appearances. That's done. Aroldis Chapman is out of here. But who's the closer? Is Clay Holmes going to be first half Clay Holmes that they were comparing to Mariano Rivera? And shout out to Mo. Mo held it down today. They asked Mo about Edwin Diaz and the trumpets and Timmy Trumpet and all that. We had a blast with that last year, boy. I had I had a good time with that whole Timmy Trumpet thing. Bam, 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 bam. As soon as they did all that for that Dodger series, I'm like, oh, that's it. They just put a hex on them. They're a wrap. They're not winning anything. Today, Mariano Rivera was asked about Edwin Diaz's uh, walkout song, Narco, and, you know, obviously it was viral, and SNY did a great job of uh, getting video of him coming out of bullpen and all that, and Mariano was like, yeah, there's no comparison. No comparison to Enter Sandman. He's like, that rocked off for 17 years and many playoff appearances and World Series appearances and championships. Edwin Diaz... um, yeah, didn't even really get to do much in October last year. And then when Diaz is talking big about, oh, throwing his two pitches and striking everybody out, we're looking forward to winning a ring. Well, remember last year when you touched the money and you had uh, Timmy Trumpet come in and Timmy Trumpet said, yeah, yeah, I never watched baseball, but I'm a Mets fan now and I can't wait to perform at the World Series. I was like, oh, no, nah, somebody should have told him. The baseball guys don't. They don't like that. The baseball guys don't look uh, kindly on on stuff like that. You can't you can't do that. Came through from Australia with it. Jim is up in Maine. That's where uh, Jeremy Pena went to school. What's up, Jim? Hey, Keith. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Holding it down. Thanks for calling in. You're holding it down. That's right. Uh, just wanted your thoughts on a couple of things. One on uh, Sabathia's comment regarding the uh, runner on second. Me personally, I can't stand it. Um, I will, I like watching extra inning games. <laughs> I, I enjoy it when the game's going on, but when I heard Sabathia talking about, you know, we don't get paid for to stay for overtime. I'm like, what? The first thing I said is CC, you took the ball every five days. You didn't even play every day. What are you talking about? Exactly right. He's not playing number one, but it's like, my goodness. I couldn't believe that comment. That's so CC though. I can't wait to actually meet CC and run into him. But that's such a CC comment, retired CC, to say something <laughs> like, "Oh, we're not getting paid, bro." It's not about that. You guys are paid handsomely, right? Uh, yeah. The fans that's are the it. ones. We're we're in the stadium. We paid a hundred bucks to get in, and then we spent a hundred bucks just to stay there and eat and drink for three hours, and then they cut our beers off. So we're drinking water for an extra ten bucks. We're the ones paying. <laughs> we're the ones. We're the ones spending the money. You're talking about. Oh, you want to go home? Well, we want to go home after a win. We want to sing Frank. So go ahead and play and win yeah. the game. And not to mention, you know, you're staying for extra innings. You're getting home. Maybe you know who knows how late the game goes. Then you got to go to work the next day. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, CC, stop it with that. But I, I get it. CC's, uh, you know, he works for the league office. Yeah. And he's going to say, you know, in his own way, things to make the league office look good. Like, yeah, this is a great decision. And obviously it's a unanimous decision. These guys yeah, couldn't, right. they couldn't agree on anything in the lockout. But this, but, unanimous. Yeah. No overtime. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, 
He's a character. And uh, Keith, before I go, I just wanted to see, have you ever seen the documentary, the hockey documentary called Unrivaled? Unrivaled? No, but someone did bring that uh, up to me that I need to watch that. Keith, if they're in a break, man, check out the trailer. It will get you fired up for playoff hockey. Red Wings versus Avalanche? Yes, it's called Unrivaled. It's called of a, a specific playoff uh, series between the two and how bitter the rivalry was and how they really detested each other. And you, I mean, yeah, watch the trailer, Unrivaled. It'll get you fired up for the playoffs. Yeah, this is something I, I actually would watch. I don't watch many movies, but this is something I would watch. I'd probably go home and watch it tonight because I don't go to sleep till like 4 o'clock. Oh. You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. It's on ESPN Plus. Uh, that's a deal breaker. I'm not paying ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> that's the deal breaker, man. Oh, no. I don't know. I'll see how much it is. I just, I, I cannot pay for ESPN Plus. There's just something about it. I just, I don't, I like, I have, there's Peyton's Places, uh, UFC. I just haven't given them any money for whatever this plus is on ESPN. Well, check out the trailer and consider it. I will. Thanks for the call, Jim. Unrivaled Red Wings versus Avalanche. Get ESPN Plus. Let's see how much they're charging for this. I think it's like $5.99. Nope, $9.99 a month. I ain't got it, bro. Nope. Nope. I'll find a way. I'll find some other way to watch it for free on the internet. I know how to use the uh, dark web and all that. But I can't I can't add ESPN Plus for $10 a month. And I'm not a broke boy. I just it's just a principle. <laughs> it's just a principle, bro. I can't give them ten dollars a month for I don't even know really what they have on ESPN plus. Extra hockey games. Nah. But yeah, I mean, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram too. Send me some more hockey docs. I've learned a ton in this first year about hockey, and now I'm I'm more pumped than ever for the playoffs. And there's been years that I watched the playoffs. One of my homies uh is a, a huge Blackhawks fan. And he lives in Chicago, and he put me on to them. The first hockey game I ever went to was actually a Blackhawks game. I think they were playing the Blues. First hockey game I went to was at the United Center, Madhouse on Madison. They turn up in there for the Blackhawks, or they used to when the Blackhawks were dominating. Um, But, yeah, now that I've got it, and i got to hit the Devils because I think I do want to go to that game Sunday if wifey's not tripping about me going to a hockey game at 7 o'clock. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to come home wasted. Uh, might come home a little tipsy. <laughs> I got to drive. I'm not going to take the train on Sunday, so we'll see with that. But, uh, yeah, let me get back focused. Uh, I looked up Frankie Montas stuff because Lou from Astoria talked about him being suspended. Yeah, uh, he was suspended 80 games. I almost forgot about that. And uh, that's when he was good. You know, he, he, was, he was suspended 80 games. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just an L trade for Cashman, bro. And we knew that we settled. I, I'll never forget hearing the news. Someone told, someone broke the news to me. Oh, the Mariners got Luis Castillo. I'm like, damn it! I thought that. I like, I was just sure Luis Castillo. I I saw him in L. A. I ran into him at the hotel where everybody was staying in L. A. And I talked to him in the uh, like lobby area. Everybody was like going out. I was sauced. Um, I forget what I said to him, but I was in full Yankees gear. And uh, one of his boys was with him. I'm like, Yankees? Yeah. And he's like, smiled back like, yeah, New York, New York. But uh, it didn't go down. And some people say he didn't want to cut his dreads. He's got long dreads down his back. He had like red dreads for the Cincinnati Reds, and he changed them for the Mariners. Good for the Mariners. They went all in to get him, and they needed him. 
They can't really rely on Robbie Ray. The Yankees should have got him, though. Could you imagine, like, today, if it was Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Carlos Rodon, Severino, Nestor Cortez? We wouldn't even care about Frankie Montas, and I don't think we really do. I don't think anyone's really tripping about Frankie Montas. He's not throwing off the Yankees' season at all. It's just another L trade, and for the mob of people that are out for Brian Cashman, right? I saw a ton of people on Yankees Twitter stacking up all the false moves. And, I mean, I was with it, too. I was like, what was a more laughable trade? Andrew Heaney or Frankie Montas? They're both comedy. They're both actually hilarious. Like, Andrew Heaney forever ruined the Yankees' field of dreams game. Andrew Heaney cost the Yankees the division. In 2021. I mean, it was an up and down season anyway. Obviously, the Yankees had like a 13 game win streak and then erased it with eight games. But like, how many games did he blow? And they were they were supposed to get Andrew Heaney to be an innings eater, right? <laughs> he was a starter, and then you had to bring him out of bullpen, and Boone just kept going to him, like trying to build him up. Why? This guy's not gonna be here. He's not one of our guys. He's trash. You can keep rolling him out there. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Cashman has done a lot of good. You know, I do give him credit, but it's like you can't give a guy that much credit for the good he's done when they haven't been able to get back to a World Series. So it's like good, but not good enough. And then when you think about the negative moves, it's like, oh, well, maybe those are the moves that stopped you, right? Maybe, uh, you know, the bad trades that we're stacking up, maybe if you didn't make those trades or you made better trades, they'd have what it takes to uh, get back to a fall classic, but... Man, it, the, the formula for it, the Astros have, and we all feel like the Astros are standing in our way as Yankees fans. But I'll tell you this, it's different every season. Somebody else is going to emerge. Tampa's not going to stay down for long. They'll probably be right back in it. The Blue Jays have been talking so much about the Yankees in the offseason, whether it's Vladdy or, or Manoa. Then they go and sign Donnie Baseball. Shout out to Donnie Baseball. I didn't get to shake his hand or take a picture with him at American Dream, but I got to go back in the uh, like green room area, and he was one one person that I saw that I was starstruck by. Like I, I pointed at him, and then I felt bad. I'm like, "What are you doing pointing at Don Mattingly, bro? Like, you got to be a professional." I'm, I'm like, "Yo, that's," and I naturally just raised my arm and pointed at him. And everyone is looking like, "Yeah, he's been in here. He's he's signing a hundred baseballs back here. He's he's a regular human being. Keith, leave him alone." And then he disappeared, and I never got to shake his hand and tell him that I wish I watched him play for the Yanks. And thanks for uh, paving the way for the dynasty that came after him. All right, let's take this last call before we go to the break. Eric is in Bushwick on the fan. Go for it, Eric. How you doing, Keith? Pretty good. Can't complain. So, yeah, I just wanted to call in and say, like, first time I ever called you, I think it was, like, maybe after the Nets played a game against the Raptors, I think, in like late 2021, was KD and a bunch of bench guys, and they came out and got the win, right? Mm-hmm. And um, those are my favorite games, you know, like seeing the young guys the Nets have, um, seeing them perform and come out the win. I think this, this new Nets team, I think this is a great team and a great team to build around. Um, I think like Claxton, Mikhail Bridges, you know, Cam Thomas, like, that's the big three, you know, in, like, two or three years. And I think this team, like, maybe they could sign, a like, a superstar in free agency or something in the next couple of years, and they're, they're right back. And I'm wondering what you think, like, 
or Moving one of forward. them could emerge as a superstar like Bridges did tonight. Uh, what I'll say about this yeah, team I is I love there... watching that. I yeah. love his attitude. I think he's a great guy. I'd love to have him on the team forever, honestly. Um, and if Cam Thomas can show himself as a playmaker, I think like that's another guy another that could emerge as a have, superstar. You know? And Nick Claxton. And uh, what I think about this team right now is they have a lot of guys that they, they know what to do. They're role players, but they they got right. they got to gel. They got to come together, and they they have to figure out their their roles on the team. Literally, like Mikael Bridges took over tonight, and I think that was intentional. I think they said, "Hey, this is the best player we got right now." Like Spencer Dinwiddie, we we get it that you you know you're you're good and you're gonna chuck up shots, but we don't need you to lead the way. We need you to bring the ball up and distribute. And if they leave you open, knock down the three like he did tonight. He hit one from the logo. But I think there's an energy around this team now that we don't have the superstars, but we have built our fan base up in the last three years. Right, fans are there. You know this Nets world has been built, and I've been saying that for a while. And now we just have different guys in those jerseys, but there's no expectations. There's no pressure. Right, so they go out there tonight against a Heat team that probably should have beat them, was favored to beat them, and they won by 11 points. And Mikael Bridges had 45; he had his career high. So Jacques Vaughn is going to coach them up, and he's just got to get them set. You know, Seth Curry comes back tonight. They're still figuring out rotations and minutes for everyone, but fret not. the The Nets aren't falling off a cliff. They're not disappearing. They're not falling out of relevancy. Maybe they'll fall out of the national spotlight, and I think that's for the best. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.